0: Yes, friends, that sound can mean only one thing. It's time for the Arcade's 14th annual Christmas Music Special. Thank you so, so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Mike the Legend, who is uh, one half of the dynamic duo that will be bringing you this annual Christmas tradition. We thank you so much for joining us once again and hope that this year's program can be... Uh, uh, a service, a public service that brings a bit of light and joy into your lives at this, uh, fairly disrupted Christmas time of year.
1: Indeed, and as you said, there is a dynamic duo. This week, I am, or I guess this year, technically, since this is a yearly show, as opposed to our normal weekly shows, or weekly-ish shows as they have been. This week, I am Dennis, the man who, for a change, is okay with how woefully underprepared for Christmas he is. <laughs>
0: Yes, normally on these, uh, these Christmas shows, uh, there's some sort of to and fro you and I have about just how unprepared you are for Christmas. <laughs> it yes. is as much an annual tradition as Christmas itself. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, cause there, I, I think you and I both represent the two opposite ends of the type of person around Christmas time. You are super prepared. You have a gift ready for everyone. You have ideas throughout the year. You shop early. You shop often. You just kind of like, get stuff and like tuck it away and like, go. that's going to be for Christmas. They'll be surprised. It'll be fun. And it doesn't really matter what time throughout the year. Cause you'll just get these ideas and you'll have them. And I'm the opposite because I don't have that <laughs> thing that happens to me where I'm just like, I know people, I listen to them when they're talking, but for some reason that never translates into things that could translate into gifts. So it usually happens where I, I do rack my brain for quite some time. And then it usually kind of like happens where I'm like looking at the calendar going, holy crap, it's like December 7th. I got to start getting on this. Ah." And then, you know, because we live in the age of online shopping and stuff, then it becomes like a dicey thing of like ordering online and having to, you know, deal with like, oh, when's it going to be here? Is it going to be on time? Is it going to be late? I'm going to have to like, have a you know a second thing of be like I'll give it to you on the twenty eighth or something <laughs> like, but this year, uh, yeah. So at least where we're from, I mean, I if you are unaware of what's happening in the world right now, I am jealous because how did you do it? Have you just been in a coma? If so, thank you for listening to our program as your way of catching up, which is a very strange thing to do, but uh, yeah. We are flattered um, all the same. Yes, but we know that that's not the case, so what probably is the case is you know what's been going on, and depending on where you live and where you're from, you might be in some degree of lockdown. We are in the currently the most um, heightened degree of lockdown where we're from, which is why we've been recording several of our shows Safely at a distance via the internet, so we finally—I think—we finally figured out a reasonable means of doing it that isn't too awful. Um, but yeah, so we can't be, as a result of all this whole situation that we're all in, Christmas celebrations are kind of either being postponed or canceled. So I'm like, well, I can I can get things and you know, breathe a little bit easy, and now. Yeah, it's like we'll we'll be getting together later anyway, so there's time.
0: <laughs> so, so that pressure is off, almost as if uh, you found out that the uh, the test has been postponed. <laughs> yes, that's a good that's a good analogy. <laughs> exactly, it's like ah, oh, I don't have to worry about cramming because that test ah, uh, it's uh, postponed indefinitely. I'll worry about it when it comes around again. Yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which uh I can't fault you for, I understand the approach, and uh given the circumstances of this year yeah it's it's a it's a reasonable approach to take uh i as you mentioned, I am on the opposite end of the spectrum, hyper prepared, constantly prepared all throughout the year, uh hell, even as we are sitting here recording, I have ideas for gifts for people next year and occasions next year before Christmas of this calendar year has even come to pass. That is simply the way that I roll. Uh, and I did all my online Christmas shopping back in September. Yes, yeah, so no no worries for you. Nope, none whatsoever. <laughs> so now it's just a matter of, oh, crap, I have to get things wrapped, um, even if I won't be seeing people to give them directly, still maybe doing some kind of uh, doorstep delivery or whatnot and continuing on my merry way. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm under that pressure to get things wrapped and ready as much as I can and, uh, you know, would, uh, would, would enjoy kicking back with my, uh, my feet up, uh, uh, you know, similar to you or whatnot, but you know, here we are, we're at, uh, different stresses, uh, but when Christmas comes, I'll be all done and you'll still have to, uh, you know, uh, deal, deal with, uh, things when they come around again, when this current situation of lockdown uh, eases a bit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not denying it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so nevertheless, it's uh, it's what we're going through, and I'm sure it's what uh, a lot of you out there listening are going through as well, uh, regardless of where you are. I think the only jurisdiction in the world that might be uh, with eased restrictions are uh, is in Australia, yeah. that I know of off the top of my head. There might be some other ones, but uh, I know Australia is basically, at least internally, Business as usual. Everything's back open. It's just not really that open to international travelers. So yeah, there is that. But uh, I've I've also heard of a couple of other islands, like in the
1: West Indies. I don't remember specific ones, but that have basically taken a very similar approach, where it's like we're just banning all travel in and out of the country. And yeah, if it's like if you're sick, you have to be quarantined and until you're not sick. And, um, yeah, it's like, uh, there was one, I don't remember which country it was exactly, but, uh, I heard that they actually had no cases and they're basically allowed all their citizens to basically just go back to life as usual with the exception of no travel in or out. I guess just by the nature of like an island nature uh, an, an island uh, country that's a little bit easier to accomplish than a you know like a Canada or uh the UK or some anywhere in Europe kind of thing but um uh,
0: yeah so oh yes I believe New Zealand is uh, under the same kind of wide open at least internally uh, allowance for their citizens as well. But, uh, you know, uh, plans of course are different. They're different for everyone. So, uh, your Christmas tradition of a big, you know, Christmas party with all your friends, maybe a big family get together that, uh, is, uh, well, well, I guess on the back burner, if not fallen by the wayside entirely this year, but, uh, we still thought, thought it important to, uh, do this, christmas tradition that we have and we can adjust and make it work given the current circumstances and still bring you our annual christmas music show as i said off the top our 14th annual christmas music show i have no idea how we've been doing it this long good god yep
1: time time is a thing that just keeps on ticking ticking ticking
0: Yep, into the future, thank you, thank you. but uh in all that time, our m o for these Christmas shows and also the Halloween shows uh, has been to suss out you know the seasonal music that you probably have never heard before, and uh, this year, I think we've got a pretty robust lineup of stuff that you've never heard before, oh yeah, and that's kind of the m o every year, right? It absolutely is because uh in normal times. During the the Christmas season, you're going in and out of stores, uh, maybe you're in an office, uh, you're going to be exposed quite a bit to the Christmas music that's being played all around you, and there's so much that is just overplayed, it is not usually that great, it's all very novelty and, you know, uh, shticky, shticky if you will, that shticky and schlocky, that... Eh, yeah, you get tired after a while and you hear it every year. Okay, fine. But there's so much more out there that, uh, we have done the work. We have, uh, dug deep, followed our noses to try and bring you some stuff that, uh, uh, is of a quality, sometimes good quality, but, uh, just, you know, some, some stuff that, uh, you're going to hear and know it's different. Maybe it twigs you in a good way, maybe a less than good way, whatever. You're still going to be exposed to a lot more than you normally would. Yeah, and on that note, um, one of the things you'll often hear is you know,
1: you'll you'll overhear the chipmunks, you know, Alvin, Simon, Theodore, basically the from the from the the mind of Dave Seville, quote unquote, who isn't actually a real person, in case you thought he was, uh, originating with a guy who I believe his name is uh Ross Bagdasarian, uh, back in the fifties in that glut of. Novelty music that used to come out like crazy back then. Um, the Chipmunks have a lot of Christmas music that you might hear, or might have heard too much in your life.
0: Entirely possible, and uh, the one chipmunk song you have likely heard at least once or twice in your life, if not uh, many more times, as it gets played over and over every Christmas season, is the is their first one, the chipmunk song in brackets, Christmas, don't be late, because that was the first one that Ross or Ross Bagdarzian, uh put out, releasing it in 1958. 62 years, this chipmunk song has been out there polluting the airwaves around this time of year. And uh, I say polluting because after a while, it's annoying. It's grating on the nerves and it's uh, it's not that good. Yep. Let's be clear. It's not that good. I'm speaking as someone who kind of enjoys Christmas music, you know, some good quality <laughs> Christmas music, but this not up there. It is not up to that standard. And unfortunately, it gets played every year. You You cannot avoid it. Uh also it's sixty-two years old, so it's just been a part of your life uh every Christmas season. Yeah, it's it's a part of the fabric
1: of culture, whether or not whether you like it or not. But you know, just because something's a part of the fabric of culture doesn't mean you have to actually actively listen to it. But which we, we keep talking about this for a reason, because, you know, it's been a thing that's sort of been in our minds for several years now, but you know, this is a good opportunity to actually kind of like coalesce it into you know a tangible result. Um, a thing that we became aware of, I guess it's, I guess it's about eleven or twelve years ago now. You know, when YouTube was first kind of starting prominence, come to prominence. One of the things, well, actually, it, I think it goes back even a little further than that with um, the comedian Pat Oswalt when he talks about. Um, one an experience he had when he was growing up, when he accidentally had a record player that he put it on 16 speed when it meant to be on, I think either 33 or 45. And he discovered that when listening to this song in particular, um, it kind of like takes the piss out of the chipmunks entirely and kind of ruins their joke, like totally because it just sounds like three normal guys just kind of singing a really slow, almost somber sounding Christmas song with, you know, the interjections of what sounds to be Satan himself from hell (laughs) in between. (laughs) So yeah, I guess this first group it's, it could be a ludicrous lead off, but it's, you know, there's not really ludicrous lead offs. We just kind of like to group things together. So as, um, well, I'll, I'll let you introduce what you call it, because I like the name.
0: Yeah, so uh this group I kind of termed Chipmunks minus Chipmunks. So it's uh, three different songs that are skewering the original Chipmunk song, but we never actually play the original Chipmunk song in its original form. So we got three songs, again, skewering the Chipmunks, because it's it's overplayed direct, that old song is. So the first one is the original song, but slowed down to, I think, half speed. That is really going to mess with your brain and you're going to listen to it and you're really going to hear the New York accents that come through on like Alvin, Simon, and Theodore when they're talking in their normal speaking voice. (laughs) Yep. As all three voices were done and performed by Ross Bagdarzian, the writer of the song, uh, who also did the voice of David, quote unquote, David Seville. But, you know, the, the, the real gimmickry of the time was, Hey, if we record something at normal speed, but then speed it up, it sounds more high pitched.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, re- like, remember, like, those are studio innovations that had to happen at some point in time, and it happened in like as soon as a studio innovation happens. Of course, there's going to be novelty things that come out from them. In this case, the speeding up and slowing down of vocals created the chipmunks. But yeah, after the original. Um, from 1958, we jump ahead to 2000 with Bob Rivers on his version of a song called A Twisted Chipmunk Song off of an album that came out called Chipmunks Roasting on an Open Fire.
0: Yes, who is a Seattle area based DJ who has been just cranking out uh, parody songs and novelty parody songs for years and years and years. He would play them on his radio show, uh, and in some cases even coalesce them down into single albums. So he also had his turn taking the piss. Out of the chipmunks and the classic chipmunk song, and then we move from that into uh, a song that just has some good twenty twenty energy to it, as we <laughs> mentioned uh, <laughs> too about Patton Oswald playing it uh, playing the chipmunks on like not normal speed, possibly sixteen speed and just sounding really slow down. There's an artist out of Toronto who calls themselves uh chipmunks on sixteen speed. And for a lot of uh, popular music or just familiar music uh, from the past 20, 30 years, they take that same approach of just slowing it down to "quote unquote" 16 speed, and it just sounds way different. And uh, two years ago, this artist also released uh, their take on "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," but done at 16 speed. So to listen to this, it sounds like something that would be from a scene in Train Spotting. Where someone has yeah. just sat down on the couch and the heroin enters their arm and just the rest of the world around them is melting away. Yeah, pretty much. Which you know is normally
1: uh, something that they use the pixies or something for, but I think chipmunks on
0: sixteen speed would be just as just as uh, just as good a choice. Absolutely. So that is uh, three chipmunk-centric uh selections without playing the original chipmunk song in its original form because you've heard that before. It's tired. It's overdone. It's 62 years old. It's time for it to retire. Although, I mean, legally, it can't retire until three more years. So it's yeah. 65? <laughs> so exactly. ho- hopefully someone has that marked on a calendar somewhere. So once the orig- old chipmunk song hits 65... It is taken out of rotation, and maybe one of these selections can be played. But uh, we're going to start off, again, Chipmunks minus Chipmunks is the group here. We're going to start it off with the old Chipmunk song played at half speed to freak you out here on the Arcade's 14th Christmas Music Special. (laughs)
2: Say song. I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Peter. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Oh! been good, but we can't last. Hurry Christmas, hurry fast. Want a plane that the wait, please Christmas don't be late let's sing it again yeah let's sing it again what do you mean overdoing oh, we wanna sing it again why can't we sing it again? i Yes. to
3: sing this thing again. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your new song? I'll sing
2: it Let's get this over with.
3: Okay, Squeaky. Okay. Okay, Fagador. Okay. Okay, Melvin. Melvin. Melvin! Relax, old man. Jesus. Christmas chipmunks sing each
2: year. Squeaky rodent. Me. What you, oh, you guys to every
3: year. all right now you know that's not how it goes, boys. Yeah, that's how it goes now. <laughs> let's cool it with the ad lemming and give it one more try. I'm sorry,
2: who's the artist here? Yeah! You know, you guys could all be used in shampoo testing. What would you know about shampoo? Nice rug. Um,
3: that looks real. I'll tell you,
2: Melvin. I got a friend at the research lab that would pay top dollar for a gerbil like you. Can he get me some Viagra? You want an ear growing out of your back, pal? You wouldn't dare. are shaking. David. You want me to let the cat in oh, here? In. I'll do it. He's a pussy. I've been wanting to do it for years, Melvin. Yeah. That's for all of you. Yeah. All right, that's it. I'm gonna fire up the barbecue. The Faith
0: So we hope you enjoyed those three unique takes skewering the chipmunks, the novelty act that has been around for 62 years. Uh It is kind of played out, although not officially uh retirement age until three more years, but even so we kicked that group off again mm-hmm. with uh with the original chipmunk song slowed down to, I believe half speed. So you can really get a good sense of what the talking or normal talking voices are for Alvin, Simon and Theodore, you know, it might have sounded like they were all three uh, being the same guy. And all three were the same guy. Ross Bagdarzian doing the voices for every part in that song. And from there, we moved on to a parody song done by Bob Rivers, the Twisted Chipmunk song from 2000, and closed out That Chipmunk's Minus Chipmunk's Group with Chipmunk's On 16 Speed, an artist from Toronto doing their take, that very slow, depressing take, on Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas.
1: Yeah, and that slow depressing take I think can nicely, uh, carry us through to our next set of songs that we're gonna set up here. You know, it is a weird year. It's just, it's been hard to really get excited about anything this year. I mean, like, no one could, you know, blame anyone if they're, you know, maybe suffering a little bit of symptoms of depression this year with how weird it's been and how kind of like isolating it's been and how just generally, like, nerve-wracking a lot of, you know, things have seemed, you know, basically all around the world. Constantly. So, and constantly. Like, it's just been sort of, like, just relentless. So, no one can blame you if you're just not feeling Christmas this year. And hence, this next group of songs we're calling the just not feeling this, Feeling Christmas this year group. So... Yeah, we're good with names.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, we are. It's So it's a group of songs that try to kind of match the energy you might be feeling at this current juncture in the Christmas season. If you're, again, maybe you've had gatherings that you look forward to that just aren't happening. Uh Your normal traditions just aren't there, aren't able to happen this year. Don't worry. You're not alone. You're not the only one going through it. We'll try and uh, just try to sympathize you with uh, with some selections of songs we have found. Um, and there's one song in particular coming up at the end that I think this is the only time we'll ever be able to play this band on a Christmas show.
1: Yes. I mean, they're, they're normally firmly in, I would say, Halloween territory, <laughs> but not Christmas.
0: And yet here we are. Yes. So, uh, that band is typo negative. Uh, we'll say more on that in a minute, but uh, we're going to play selections from a band out of uh, San Francisco called Foxtails Brigade. And we're going to start it all off with, uh, Americana, kind of blues, kind of folk, kind of jazz, just kind of all around, good solid, uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist in Keb Mo, uh, from his 2019 album, Moonlight, Mistletoe, and You. It's a Chris, Christmas album. He's got a, you know, his take on some old standards on there as well, but he also has some original songs on there. And one of his original efforts is a song called Christmas is Annoying, which uh, when going through things and kind of trying to pick out songs, I came across and thought, you know what, this is really perfect. Because if you listen to the lyrics, it's actually telling the uh, progression of one's perception of Christmas as they grow older. And just how, as you get to be an adult, Christmas becomes kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, I still like, you know,
1: the get-together aspect of it. You know, get-together with friends and family, have little you know, Christmas centered things, but really like the magic that you felt when you were a kid goes away once you learn certain things like Santa doesn't exist and whatnot. But yeah, it's just kind of like, it just becomes kind of clear that like, otherwise all this holiday kind of exists for is just buying gifts for people. And it just becomes this weird transactional thing if you let it become that thing that is. But, uh, otherwise it's like, ah, It's like this weird time of obligation stuff. But yeah,
0: anyways. And you never really realize when you're a kid, and you, of course, can't realize it until you get older, just the amount of work and time and effort involved in making Christmas quote-unquote happen.
1: Yes, especially when you, you know, have a family of your own. And like, you know, maybe, you know, you and your siblings all each have different partners. And, you know, like you're, it becomes like herding cats where you have to kind of like figure out. What, what time is our big family thing going to happen? And then with your partner, what time is their family thing going to happen? And, you know, with their partner's siblings and stuff. And it's like literally this whole complicated mess of scheduling. And yeah, it's not a thing you would have ever foresaw as a child.
0: No, and, uh, it's just something that comes to you and is revealed to you through time. And, uh, it takes a lot out of you, it takes a lot of energy. And, uh, even though those aspects say of get togethers and, uh, maybe what to buy your brother-in-law or something like that, or what to get your, your, you know, uh, father-in-law or mother-in-law or something like that, uh, perhaps those aren't things you have to worry about immediately. Then there's the absence of those that, uh, perhaps is bringing you down. So kind of we tried to read the room, if you will, and, uh, put together. As I said, songs that uh, kind of match the energy of uh, what Christmas might be in 2020 for a lot of us out there. And, you know, y- you know me, I'm kind of Mr. Christmas. But even this year, it's like, eh, there just isn't as much to look forward to. And that's the simple reality of it. Yeah. So trying to match the energy of that through songs, through these selections. And uh, I was tempted to say there's kind of an escalation to things, but it's actually more of a de-escalation of things. <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: definitely fair to say. Like, you know, you might start off in a normal year, like it might just start off and stay at the first step here where you're like, ah, Christmas is annoying. Like we mentioned, Kembo with his song, Christmas is Annoying, kind of generally sums up how it can be viewed as annoying as you get older. But because of this year, it's been super weird and just really kind of disheartening a lot of things happening. It kind of brings us into the Fox Tales Brigades, um, the song that we'll be, you know, playing here called, I'm not really in the Christmas mood this year from their 2012 album, Time is Past.
0: And then that goes from, uh, just a really low energy vibe to, uh, man, you're just, just not feeling it, just not feeling a thing as we go into typo negative and their effort, Red Water, in brackets, Christmas Morning from their 1996 effort, October Rust which again, typo negative, making their way onto a Christmas song. That's what 2020 has done to us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So like that song, it goes from annoying to
1: like, "Ah, I'm just kind of not feeling it to like, now I'm depressed about this. (laughs) So yeah, I, I guess without talking about it too much more, I guess we can just kick off this next group here. So once again, enjoy Keb Mo and we'll be back.
3: When i was a child everything was magical i believed in santa claus it really was fantastical we couldn't wait to open up the gifts around the tree mom and dad were there with us smiling joyfully but now i'm all grown up and christmas is really remember caroling and sledding down the hill. Skating on the pond, you know, it really was a thrill. But now the thrill is gone and all my credit cards are maxed. I'm running here, running there, there's no time to relax. Cause I'm all grown up and Christmas. the whole year long Annoying Annoying Let's apologize to Jesus for what went wrong Now it's time to celebrate the coming of the first We're all supposed to sing the song but no one knows the words Should all acquaintance be forgotten and never brought to mind It's time to wrap the season up and leave it all behind Cause I'm all grown up And Christmas is really annoying You know that Christmas is really annoying
4: The little ones With wholesome hearts Look forward In delight To decorating Trees In all of each And every light But as for me It's nothing new A phase I long Outgrew Although this time That once was dear I'm not really in the Christmas mood this year lost, it's clear, so I'm not really on the Christmas moon this year.
0: Again, trying to, uh, match your Christmas 2020 energy right there with that group of, uh, songs for, uh, uh, people who just may not be feeling Christmas this year. And that's why we call that group the just, the just not feeling Christmas this year group, uh, ending things off there with typo negative, their song Redwater, uh, before that. Uh, in the middle of that group, we played Foxtails Brigade with I'm Not Really In The Christmas Mood This Year and kicking it all off was Keb Moe. Christmas is annoying, so as I said, uh, before all that, a de-escalation of energy.
1: Yeah, but you might notice that we're only about halfway through the show, so no, we're not leaving it there. We're not, <laughs> that'd be a, that, that would be kind of a dick move of us to just kind of like bring you down and then not bring you back up and then just leave you down, because we're not gonna do that. This whole year has kind of brought enough people down the way it is, and, you know, we want to try to start turning it around a little bit. And, and, you know, like I think everyone else kind of wants to do as well, metaphorically speaking, of course, as well as literally here on this program. So we're going to move forward with, you know, some happier stuff now, maybe more fun stuff. So what is more fun than silly jokes and ukuleles?
0: I struggle to think of what could be better. There are a few things in this life that could be better than silly jokes and ukuleles. Do we have those?
1: Um, Yeah. So (laughs) we have them in actually really good supply in this next group. And, you know, a a lot of humor comes from Britain. I'm just going to straight up say, I mean, that might be a, a ridiculous thing to say because, you know, a lot of humor comes from everywhere, but, you know, there's, when you think of like groups of people, you think of like, like groups of like comedic influences and stuff. Like you might think of like some, like some pockets of like Americans or like, you know, like the great Jewish comedians or, you know, some of the Canadian comedians and stuff, some Canadian comedy troops and stuff from like the late eighties, early nineties, maybe. Or you also might think of British comedy, which for us in North America is like a real thing that like, you just kind of like generally think like, Oh, Monty Python, you know, like whatever else, stuff from BBC, crazy things, like even panel shows and whatever else, but there, there's like a lot of stuff that, 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 that covers. And I mean, I think culturally it would be ridiculous to say that Britain did not contribute to culture. <laughs> so we have a group that basically is dedicated to the British contributions to Christmas culture.
0: Indeed, with a uh, group that we are calling Yule Britannia. It's a good name. Thank you. Thank you. very, Thank you. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Put a smile on my face. Uh, if you're thinking, oh, that's uh, it sounds pretty good and clever. Yes, it does sound good and clever. Thank you for acknowledging it. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, uh, you probably don't know this. Uh, you've heard the song, but don't know what it's called. Uh, so what you might traditionally think of like the, you know, British national anthem, the that kind of anthem, or sounds like it would be an anthem with a lot of pomp, uh, a lot of, you know, brass section to it. If you were a wrestling fan in the late 80s, early 90s, it's what the British Bulldog would come out to, that piece of music. <laughs> that selected piece of music is actually called "Rule Britannia. And so kind of when putting together this group and saw the the British connective tissue between these songs, I thought, hey, well, this is perfect. Hey, they're all Christmas songs. And then my brain just spit out Yule Britannia. And then a quick Google search told me this is not really as u- or being used as often and frequently as it should be. So uh there's going to be a copyright coming to the, on this pretty soon.
1: <laughs> Very much like how Gene Simmons uh, tried to copyright the dollar sign on a money
0: bag symbol. Um, exactly if if he can do it, uh, I think I can pull it off as well but it 's a it's a group of British songs meant to kind of bring you up and put you in a bit of a different mood than what uh, you may have been feeling entering this group here and uh, as you mentioned too, not only is there going to be silly songs and some fun there's also going to be some ukuleles
1: indeed, so like to open up this group um there 's a There is a generally fun British group called the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. They've done a lot of stuff. They have a lot of YouTube videos you can look up. They've done, you know, fun versions of like the good, the bad, and the ugly theme. They've done like, I think they've done like a Led Zeppelin medley from what I understand. Various different kind of unexpected things. Pushing really what, you know, is considered reasonable to do with a ukulele. But they've done a lot of it. And they, they put out a Christmas album in 2008 called Christmas with the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. And we'll open up this group with a song called Sleigh Ride.
0: Yes, uh, their take on uh, the old standard sleigh ride done entirely instrumentally with ukuleles. There's just something cheery about the sound of a ukulele, isn't there?
1: Yeah. I, I think that that's pretty much all the... Like, it's impossible to have anything that doesn't sound lighthearted and fun with the ukulele, even if you're trying to play something sad. There's still, like, just an air of, like, yeah, but it's with such a tiny little instrument, and it's so like, (laughs) So, yeah.
0: It's like when you try to make a dog, you know, a small dog, a small fluffy dog look, you know, mean and badass, but it's still just, like, that small fluffy dog, and it's, like, it's still so cute. Yeah, like, when it's trying
1: to bark and, like, be intimidating, like, like, putting up its shoulders and, like... Getting up on its haunches and barking at you. You're like, yeah, but you're like, I can still like pick you up with one hand and go, oh, you're just a little dog. Oh. <laughs> Despite how mad you are and barking at me, I can still just like, yeah, put you in a little bag and just go, oh, he's a little. Anyways, yes. <laughs> Where it needed
0: to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we move from the uh, the chipperness of uh, the ukulele or- orchestra to some some good reinvigorating British snarling punkness.
1: Yes, you know, um, as we saw with the tradition started with the Sex Pistols and stuff. Uh, British punk is, you know, has a very distinct flavor to it and there's a band called peter and the test tube babies that um contributed a song to an album that came out in 2012 a compilation album called the the ultimate punk rock christmas um with their song i'm getting pissed for christmas
0: which is maybe the most punk sentiment you can have uh it's one of them come this time of year yep And we move from uh, some good snarling British punkness to some uh, some refined classic British comedy. Yeah, so
1: Graham Chapman of Monty Python Flying Circus fame, in um, yeah, the uh, in the movie, in, in the movie, The Meaning of Life that came out back in 1983, there was a whole sequence in it called uh that they called Christmas in Heaven, which you know had a ridiculous song. And we'll be playing that ridiculous song, simply called Christmas in Heaven.
0: Absolutely. And uh, keeping on with the uh, the British comedy, uh, although putting a, a much more musical bent on it, uh, there's an underground artist who's uh, from the UK called Cassette Boy. That's actually two brothers who've been uh, basically doing the uh, cassette mashup, uh, I guess, routine for... God 20 years now if not more. Uh they put out an EP back in 2002 called Festive Christmas. So uh we're not playing one song because uh, a cassette boy song is usually about 10 to 15 seconds long.
1: Yeah, and they usually run together like kind of crazy stream of consciousness stuff. If you're not familiar with Cassette Boy, they they actually have a pretty popular YouTube channel now and they do kind of more video mashups, but they've put out a number of albums in the genre that, you know, some people call plunder phonics, which is basically just like sampling everything from everywhere, mostly like TV shows and, you know, conversations on the news and things to make them sound ridiculous and putting them to beats and just kind of making people sound silly. Uh, but yeah,
0: this is the Christmas take on that with their festive Christmas melody. Uh, that- Medley. medley, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be pulling a medley from their festive Christmas EP from two thousand two, which actually even on some of these selections, uh, features uh Wesley Willis. Which is fantastic. And we'll we're gonna be closing out the the uh grouping here with uh a band called The Future Heads, uh who you might not know, but this ties into the idea again we have of playing Christmas music that you've probably never heard before, and we're playing their single from twenty ten called Christmas was better in the 80s, taking a bit of a nostalgic reflection on Christmas, and we have reasons for that being at the end of the group, but we're going to kick it all off here. Right now for you is the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, here on the Arcade's 14th Annual Christmas Music Special. Experience to be here this evening. A very wonderful and warm and emotional moment for all of us. And I'd like to sing a
2: song for all of you. It's Christmas in heaven, all the children sing. It's Christmas in heaven, Those church bells ring It's Christmas in heaven The snow falls from the sky But it's nice and warm And everyone looks smart And wears a tie It's Christmas in heaven There's great films on TV the sound of music twice an hour and jaws one, two, and three. There's gifts for all the family, there's toiletries and dreams. Yes, I live out my headphones and the latest video games. <laughs> it's Christmas, it's Christmas in heaven. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, We're <laughs> open fire. Christmas time. A time for taking. A time for deceiving. A time to rejoice in the hating and fighting we see. Christmas time. Child is a glow, and I
4: believed in the virgin. Mecca store,
2: they sold me a CD. Christmas time what? Christmas It's Christmas time Raisin Plates For everyone Raising Plates For a laser. Santa Claus is drinking Santa Claus is drinking Santa Claus is drinking Santa Claus is drinking Santa Santa
0: Alright, there are the future heads with their song Christmas Was Better in the 80s to close out the Yule Britannia group, and before that we heard from Cassette Boy, Peter and the Test Tube Babies giving us some snarling British punkness, kicking it all off with the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, and sandwiched in between all of that was the classic comedy stylings of Graham Chapman and the rest of the Monty Python troupe with the song Christmas in Heaven, taken from their 1983 movie, The Meaning of Life, which I believe comes basically right at the very end of the movie, and then it's just casually revealed what the meaning of life is. It's really unimpressive, and then the film just kind of ends. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh yeah, like... Well- Dovetailing
1: back in with what the future hedge was saying, they they're arguing that Christmas was better in the eighties, and uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but you know, everyone seems to usually have, you know, that nostalgic attachment to things from their past, maybe from their childhood, and yeah, this next group sort of sort of also ties in with that as well because uh, a Christmas movie from the child there was the collective childhoods of Mike the Legend and myself was. Home Alone, which did recently celebrate its 30th anniversary. And yeah, it, it was, you know, classic Christmas movie at this point now. Uh, if you don't know anything about Home Alone, I don't need to explain it to you. Like there's enough resources out there for you to figure out what Home Alone is and blah, blah, blah. There's been a whole franchise that was built off of it and stuff. But yeah, it started off as a Christmas movie tangentially, I guess. That wasn't the main focus of the movie, but at its core, it was generally a, a story about families striving to be together for Christmas. Um, but one of the uh, maybe sometimes overlooked aspects of the movie is the frankly soaring score, musical score done by John Williams.
0: Absolutely. John Williams, I think one of the most famous Hollywood composers going, uh, I mean, did what in Daniel Jones, Star Wars... Uh, didn't he do Jaws as well? Like he's done a whole lot of what you consider classic movie scores and classic movie, uh, music and soundtracks. Well, he also did the music for Home Alone. And I don't know if many people out there would know that just given all the other aspects of Home Alone that they are, that there are to remember and keep in mind. I mean, the ridiculous performance of Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci being in there, uh, I mean, uh, the, the burglars, Harry and Marv just getting absolutely obliterated by all the booby traps in the house. Uh, John Candy making a cameo appearance. Catherine O'Hara being in there to make a, uh, uh, a very small SCTV reunion. Um, there's just a whole lot going on in the movie. And what I spoke of, uh, I think it was back in November when we talked about Home Alone as a blast from the past to mark its official 30th anniversary date was, uh, if you have Netflix, which a uh, good chance you do, and in amongst all the streaming services that are out there to be had. But if you have Netflix or know someone who has Netflix, uh watch the Home Alone episode of The Movies That Made Us. It's a really interesting, like forty, forty five minutes uh you know, episode uh mini documentary on the making of Home Alone, what went into it. Uh you learn some really interesting things like, you know, the uh, the stunt guys who were playing the roles of Harry and Marv, they were throwing themselves quite literally into the stunt roles and the stunt falls as they were shooting the, uh, the house scenes and whatnot. And the interior of the McAllister household actually was a soundstage that was built inside a, uh, a high school gymnasium and a high school pool. Yeah. A lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah. A lot of interesting stuff, but there's, that's a lot of interesting information but because of all that you overlook the music. Yeah. That uh, is easily easy to overlook but it's just there and actually is a very classic soundtrack and we're going to highlight some selections from the movie uh that are actually from some kind of really pivotal moments in the movie as well. We have four cuts here from the Home Alone album, the uh original Motion Picture soundtrack that is also 30 years old, all composed by John Williams and his session musicians, session orchestra. Uh but uh, we're pulling from different parts of the movie, as I said, and we're going to hear from the chaos of uh, when the family is trying to make their flight, uh, the song, the track Holiday Flights. We're going to hear the soundtrack to Kevin setting the booby traps in the house, getting it ready for Harry and Marv, and then Harry and Marv actually attacking the house. Uh, but we're going to kick it all off here with the main title. Now, it's... On the one hand, it's just called the Home Alone main title, but it's also subtitled, or in brackets, Somewhere in My Memory. And uh, this is what you first hear, and this is kind of the recurring score throughout the course of Home Alone. And so we are going to play it for you now here to kick off our Home Alone 30th anniversary group, and you'll hear all that and more on the other side of these.
1: John Williams I mean maybe you don't necessarily think of him as a uh, a person who you might associate with christmas music but frankly you hear that and all the christmas memories of home alone just kind of all start flooding back
0: and I think it uh it's worth appreciating. Oh absolutely. You don't uh, you kind of don't realize just how good those pieces of music are uh when you're watching the movie because you're so focused on the events happening on the screen and let's face it Home Alone's a pretty memorable movie. There's a lot happening to catch your attention and stick in your brain. So the music is just kind of, you know, a second thought if you have that second thought, but that is some solid music to, uh, really convey the, the moments, the emotion. I mean, the, I mean, the frenzied pace of, uh, the holiday flight song there as they're just kind of rushing around trying to get ready to, uh, get themselves together, get to the airport and whatnot after the, you know, storm comes through and knocks out the power and they don't quite realize what time it is and the airport shuttles are there waiting for them, you know, and then the miscount happens. And I'm really explaining the whole movie here, which I really don't think I should have to by this point. No, you don't, you don't have to do that. No. No, sorry. It's easy to do, but you know, no, at this point we all know Home Alone, the movie. I know my sister can basically cite it chapter and verse.
1: Yeah. Some or- people have Shakespeare. Your sister has Home Alone.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, I don't think she's the only one out there. So, uh, you know, those selections, again, we played there from the Home Alone original motion soundtrack soundtrack, which celebrated its 30th anniversary. Uh, we kicked it all off with the title track, which is on the one hand called Home Alone main title track, but all main title, but also called somewhere in my memory moved on to holiday flight, which basically is the next big moment in the movie. Then we kind of wrapped up the, uh, that group with the last two songs titled Setting the Trap and then The Attack on the House, which is literally what is happening at those points in the movie. Kevin is getting the house ready with all the booby traps to just absolutely annihilate uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. And then uh, they actually launch their attack on the house and it doesn't go as well. But even as you're just listening to those songs, you can in your head kind of picture what's happening on the screen in the movie. And that's the sign of a uh, a classic that is uh, in your memory banks and stuck with you through all these years. Absolutely. And we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope that uh, it managed to touch all the right nostalgic notes for you here as we are now going to wrap up this year's edition of the Christmas Music Special, which uh, it's a different music special for a different year because 2020 has just been a different year in so many different aspects that... Uh, uh, you know, you may not be experiencing your normal Christmas traditions, but we hope that you'd still enjoyed our Christmas tradition here of bringing you some Christmas music that you may not have heard anywhere else before. Yeah, absolutely. So that about wraps us up for this edition of the program and also wraps us up for this calendar year of 2020. Uh, this show is going to be posted and remain posted for the next several. Well, it's always going to remain posted, but it's going to be the show that uh, takes us through into the year 2021. Uh, we'll be back with you with a, I guess what is planned to be part one of our look back at the year that was 2020. Uh, we may have some words to say on it, what happened, uh, you know, some of the major stories uh and uh, we'll have some words to say on that in the co- in the weeks ahead in the year of uh, 2021 once we turn the calendar and get to January uh but in the meantime we hope that you have a very pleasant christmas celebration in whatever form it takes stay safe stay safe stay warm stay well eat some good food watch some classic Christmas movies, perhaps Home Alone, listening to some good Christmas music. Certainly not the original old Chipmunk song. We I think we've slayed that one to death. <laughs> And as well, if you have any Christmas music selections of your own that, uh, we did not play on this program that you think do bear mentioning, you can always email us info at com or reach out to us through social media. We are on Twitter at the arcade show and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the arcade show. And as we always say on these music programs, Uh, You can follow the links uh, to each of these songs on our website of thearcadeshow.com and add these songs to your collection so you can have them and play them all year round if you're one of those people who uh, uh, starts listening to Christmas music before it gets to December. You can certainly do that. And we have links again to everything on the program on our homepage of the dot show.com. So uh, I believe that sound means we're about to head on out. So uh, uh, let's let the musical stylings of King Diamond take us out here. As always, we play King Diamond, no presents for Christmas at the beginning, at the end of these Christmas shows, because it's King Diamond and it's awesome. Absolutely. It's a classic. It, it does its job. It uh, It gets you where you need to go in a hurry absolutely <laughs> and in a mood with some some piss and vinegar to your mood when you get there so we hope you can all join us again in 2021 so until then good night everybody good night